Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh. Well, hello America and thanks for coming. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hey, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stony. Hey everyone, welcome back to another fun week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast that there ever was. We are back, of course, to talk to you about the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Yes. Oh my gosh, another season. It just flies by every season. (laughs) It's been really interesting now with Corona in play, so um yeah um we made it y'all yeah we made it we have pantene stimulus checks it's amazing i'm waiting for my (laughs) stimulus check rue i have podcast about this all season i feel like i deserve a (laughs) stimulus check too that pantene (laughs) stimulus That's right, girl. Um, So this is the part of the show where normally we would talk about like what's going on in our lives. But like you guys are probably really bored with hearing about us talking about life in quarantine. So I thought this week and, uh, you know, we all three of us discuss and we thought that it would be very important to use what platform we have to talk about what's going on in America today. Um, Of course, we are talking about George Floyd, um, his tragic murder and the aftermath so i would like to go ahead and probably just at this point throw it to jamal and let him start this conversation let us know kind of how you're feeling with what's going on and we'll kind of start our discussion there so i guess i will start by um kind of tying it back a few episodes when we were talking about Gigi good and how she just had no perception of what was going on in the news um i typically I won't say shy away. I stay informed enough via reading or podcasts to know what's going on, but it's very hard to watch the news or listen to so much of it because of stories like this and it just keeps happening and it keeps happening and it keeps happening. And it's just very sad to see because I appreciate you bringing it up because, you know, I always say it's important that we hear from our white allies because black people and people of color we have to talk about this stuff so much and it reaches a point with some of us where we feel like you know why should i have to educate anybody on why this is wrong but um i also understand that it's it's easy it's better excuse me for me to start the conversation just to kind of let everybody know that it's okay to have these conversations what's happening is fucked up you know I actually reposted a blog post on my um, blog today called Swirl in the City, and it was from 2016. And the first line was, you know, I hope this is the last time I have to write about Black Lives Matter. And here we are in 2020, and the shit is still going on. So I didn't even make that connection until this morning when I was deciding what to repost. But it's just funny with the how the universe puts things into place. I've reached a point where I just don't really know where to go from here. Um, DeRay McKesson, he's an activist in the community. He's a pretty good source um, for everything that's kind of happening on the street. He's built a really big network um, since Ferguson when all that started to happen. And I retweeted, um, you know, I don't have to condone it to understand it. And this is in direct relation to the rioting that's going on you know people are upset people are hurt people are losing hope we've had so many peaceful protests and 
you know, this is just where we are because people don't want to listen or people want to do what's right for them first before thinking of their fellow man or neighbor. And it's a tough position to be in because, you know, I'm the type of person who was raised to, you know, heed the white man. You know, I've heard that's the kind of shit that I've heard growing up. Like you're we're kind of bred to deal with the shit that we're seeing play out on TV. We're raised to understand and um, know how to react and respond in these situations. And most of the time it's like, don't say anything. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Get the hell out of there. And, um, you know, if I get pulled over... I'm the type that knows my rights and I might have questions. I'll ask you for your badge number. You know, is that going to turn me into a hashtag? It doesn't matter how I look or how I dress. Just because I am a black man, you know, my life is at risk. And that's just how I feel right now. Yeah, definitely. It's it's frustrating for me because, you know, of course I'm with the movement and I support the cause. But I, where I struggle, I guess, is just to find out, like, where my place in the conversation is so you know this is filmed earlier but tomorrow for example like I felt like you know I saw a lot of people saying like well on May 31st we're not tweeting at all we'll just retweet other black people's posts and important posts of course that need to be heard on that day Um, so I felt like that was something small that I could contribute to you know It's just kind of hard. It's just, it's frustrating for me to see it. You know, details emerge after, you know, every day about what happened with George Floyd and that he and his murderer were actually friends. I don't know if they're friends, but they were coworkers. Um, Yeah. And so to me, that makes it even more confusing because this isn't just some like random black man this is like someone that he knew who he was and that he probably i would imagine after working together for like i think 17 years is what i heard that he would know that uh george was not a violent person and would not you know try and do anything against him yeah yeah it's just it's really frustrating to see because especially being married to a black person we're in an interracial couple so it's just me being the white person growing up in southern indiana i've had to like educate myself and jamal's had to educate me because honestly the education system when it comes to black history is just total crap like we don't learn or at least white people don't learn anything that happened to black people after the civil war, like what they had to go through, how they were tortured in the South, how they've constantly been shit on in this country. And it's just sad to me that this continues to happen. Like literally like this week we had the same, like the Amy Cooper incident where that crazy lady was threatening to call the cops on the black guy in the park like weaponizing her privilege basically which is just it's just insane to me and like this happens every week and nothing's being done and we finally reached this point with George Floyd where it's just like I understand why people are rioting and protesting because it's enough is enough like what else needs to happen in this country for people to freaking listen like it's ridiculous I don't have to condone it to understand it. And that line was read in 2015 after some very similar activities were going on in Baltimore. So, I mean, just look at it. I mean, 
listeners, if you don't know, I, you know, charge you to educate yourselves on what's going on in that history, kind of like what Stoney just talked about, because I mean, I've, I've come up in the corporate world and I've felt, you know, the weight of systemic racism, not being able to get ahead. Um, I'm only good for my ideas until you ask for a management position because, you know, we're just not supposed to be up there. Right. And that's, it doesn't help at all that our president is out here using subliminal messaging, calling us thugs when the looting starts, the shooting starts. I mean, just go ahead and call us what you want, Mr. President. Like, it's like, this is a perfect example of what we are taught as little black children, things to listen to and the coding going out into the world and listening and, oh, you speak so well and, you know, stupid shit like that. And so much of it, oh, your hair and, you know, all the petty shit that we joke about. That's like daily life for us. So it just doesn't help when um, things like this are going on and people are just hurting and looking for answers. Brooklyn Heights, shout out to that queen getting ready for Drag Race Canada. She tweeted, good morning. Please do not tell people of color how to feel or react. It's a very mixed bag, people. We're all from different parts of the world um, experiencing this differently. There are many types of black people and people of color. Don't put us in a box and um, just be very sensitive. Um, allies, it's okay to ask how you should respond. I think it's really important that you use your voice. Like I've said before in the podcast, don't speak on behalf of us. Speak you know, you know, know, for us as if we're on the same team, not on behalf of us. But I appreciate all of you that are out there, um, part of the movement, Black Lives Matter. This includes all of our um, black trans sisters that are getting murdered at a regular rate. Sad to say that. So just stay strong, everyone. Right. I was going to say, I just heard a story. I think it comes out of Atlanta. I uh, apologize if I'm incorrect, but please actually pushed a black trans man off a roof and said that it was suicide. That's ridiculous. See, it's no one's safe. And, you know, we're not all free until all of us are truly free. And let's not forget the the cop that murdered George Floyd. He actually had a history of basically inappropriate misconduct. Like, misconduct. I think they said like 17 different times. Like that- pages of documents. And it's like, what do you need to remove somebody from being a cop? Like, that is just ridiculous that you can have 17 violations or complaints against you and you're still allowed to be on the streets abusing people, murdering people. It's just ridiculous. And it's really sad because, you know, we know not all the cops are this way. But sadly, you know, if nothing's being done about these bad apples, that's just perception is reality. If I am anywhere near a cop, I'll use my basic manners like I do for anyone else, but I'm going to be paying more of attention how you're reacting to me. I read body language very well, and I am not threatening unless I need to be. Right, and not all cops are bad necessarily, but if you see someone being violent towards a black person and the other cops don't tell that cop that he's doing something wrong, they're complacent in it. They didn't push the the black person but they're complacent in their actions uh they should be there pulling their man away from the the violence that is not necessary yeah and it's like anything else right like they're the bad ones always ruin it for everyone else and i have no doubt being a cop is a very difficult job especially now it's very difficult but it's just 
this has gone on for too long and something needs to be reformed if they've got to be able to figure it out because it's just getting ridiculous. The fact that you just have these incidents happening all the time and people are just scared for their lives. They're tired of being picked out and abused. There's no reason that anyone has to use that type of force, especially when they're under handcuffs. Like, that's just ridiculous. Why are we throwing people to the ground and treating them like dirt? That's not how we should be treating anybody. Yeah, and not to mention how the riots are being covered. I get that shit's, like, being set on fire. Cool, cute. But they have, like, full-fledged what look like sledgehammer sticks, like lumberjack sticks. And, you know, Joe Schmo can be out here protesting the quarantine with his fucking gun. You know, old Mr. White guy Joe Schmo. And, you know, there's barely any police present. It's just so ass backwards in this country right now. And if you can't see it, then that's on you. I'm not saying this is a bad country. This is sadly what America is known for, you know, from start to whenever we finish, apparently, if we stay on this track. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's harder for some of us out here than others. What frustrates me a lot, too, is so we already have the light shine on the police force and their brutality for George Floyd and, of course, other people, you know, in the past. But, you know, now for George Floyd and these people are people are protesting of all all races and, you know, the lights shine on police brutality and yet they still are not acting appropriately, you know, arresting a a black reporter from CNN, not the rest of his white co-workers spraying mace not targeted just at a general crowd from out of a car window uh, at the crowd from uh one large male cop two-handed with all of his force pushing a small black woman to the ground who is now in the hospital because she had um a seizure so when people say oh well like all this is violent and like this is all violence and people are burning stuff it's like well like how else are you going to hear the message you know these cops they have the chance now to present themselves better and show that it's not just this chauvin guy that's you know the bad apple they're Mm -hmm. showing that the the disease has spread they're not handling the situation appropriately right and you know you know shout out to all the white people I know, if any of you are silent in these moments, that speaks volumes, just saying. And so I thought, you know, just wanted to, you know, bring the idea to Jamal to see if he thought it would be appropriate on the podcast. I felt like this is something that I can do that maybe will help change this movement in some small way. I know we don't have the biggest audience, but, you know, we have whatever platform we have. I felt like maybe it's, you know, good to use it. Yes. And if you are in any of those areas, please stay safe. Definitely stay safe. Bring a friend, bring someone you trust that will be there to help you out. Um, so I guess transitioning out from that, you know, we kind of wanted to talk about a little bit of a lighter subject before we get into Drag Race. I know you guys are like, well, what's happening? We want to talk about the finale. But, <laughs> this is like uh, old school <laughs> format here. <laughs> right. Like basically three things have been in my timeline on Twitter. RuPaul's Drag Race, George Floyd, and Lady Gaga's Chromatica. Same. <laughs> it's a weird combo, but... This is where we're at in today's culture. So very excited. I know all of us are very excited for Lady Gaga's Chromatica album. What did you guys think? I've officially had two full lessons um, 
my favorites right now, right now, because it always changes, right, listeners, as you listen. Um, I like Sour Candy and Replay, but as of this morning, Alice, the opening track, like, that's grown on me a lot. Yeah, I, so I have to admit, I haven't listened to all of it yet. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, Stody? I know. He's probably napping. It came out, like, what, Thursday or Friday? Friday. And I don't know, I was really busy with work because it was month end. And then, I don't know, I've just had stuff going on. Um, but I, like, so obviously I like Stupid Love and the the other single. But the other one that I've... Rain on Rain. Me. Yeah, Rain on, on Me. Me. But I think, I don't want to say the wrong name of the song. The song that I like that I've listened to on the track so far, I think is like Free Woman or something. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I like. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but I still need to like listen and like look at what the titles are. But that is one that I, I has really stood out to me so far. Definitely. Um, I for myself, I was very excited <laughs> for this album. I maybe went a little overboard, but um, <laughs> I used uh, a VPN to make Spotify think that I was in London. <laughs> oh shit! At like 5 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh. So, True standum there. <laughs> I'm traveled. I hope Lady Gaga doesn't hear this and gets mad at me, but That's some double um, O seven shit. Yeah, so <laughs> it thought I was in England, so it and it wouldn't work with my Spotify account, so I made a burner account. Um <laughs> so <laughs> so i was able to listen to it like super early on Thursday, like right after I got off work at five o'clock. Oh my um gosh. I listened to it like from the front to back and then it was over and I was so like hyped up like the whole time I started to play it again. I was like, I need to make dinner, but I just want to keep listening to Chromatica. Um, Yeah. And so I'm like, listen to it like completely through like five times now. (laughs) That's awesome. So like which tracks are you gravitating towards or have your favorites shifted at all? So um, my, my top favorite has stayed pretty tried and true and so of course, if you guys listen to the podcast, you know that my uh, that we, I really like Elton John a lot. So my favorite top track of the album is "Sign from Above." That that's I don't know if that one. will change, but that's like my favorite. <laughs> yeah, there's not a track on here that I dislike. Like the whole project is really solid. She came out swinging. I like how she put the album like in three parts. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's like a three part story. If you listen to it on Spotify, she comes, there's like a playlist where there's videos of her introducing each section and it kind of <laughs> explains like the theme for each section. So that was really interesting to watch. Another track that I really, really like is Enigma. I thought that was a really good one. Yes. But once we got, like, I was already, I mean, it was like every song we got through like i was like this is a great song like no this song's so good this is my new favorite oh wait no no this song's really good and once we hit to like sign uh, from above i was like okay like i was smiling so much and like at that time it really hit me and i was like wow like you know gaga is back with like a vengeance she really like took everyone's criticism there were no ballads like every song is a banger um she was not like trying to give anybody any room to like troll or anything like that but also it just made me feel so happy because like you know we've been in quarantine for so long i've been sort of like emotionally distressed about um what was happening in with with george floyd and in minneapolis or 
Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's right. Sorry. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> that it just was like a fresh of breath air to listen to this album. Yeah, it was a welcome treat for sure. And exactly what Seth said, this whole project is just well done. It's got really awesome house vibes. I just felt like the entire the entire listen, I just felt like I was at the best show. You know, it's just one of those albums. It's a, going to be a great summer playlist, mixed or in order. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just so cool. Like, um, Babylon sounds like the sequel to Fashion. Ooh, yeah. You know, there's, um, I know I said it like before, Stupid Love feels like the sequel to The Cure. So it's just like, really, I feel like we're just continuing the story. It's so interesting. And I love it so much. I could like we could probably make a whole podcast about it. We're like almost like twenty minutes into this thing, and <laughs> we haven't even started talking about Drag Race yet. So I feel like we should just kind of cut the Chromatica talk, and yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get yeah. into Drag Race for you. Shout out to Gaga before we go. It's about a year ago. This moment we were in Vegas seeing her show. So yes, at her Enigma show. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of rude for her to not play us some new songs back then, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We're gonna go ahead and get into our honest tea spill of the week. Uh, honest tea. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week, where we will finally get into talking about the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. We made it, y'all. Another finale under our belts. So excited to see who the queen was. Yes, we're finally here. It's the work from home finale. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You better work from home. (laughs) This is the remix. Yes, girl. So before we get too into it, I just wanted to start talking about RuPaul's looks for this finale. Of course, you know, I was like, maybe she'll, you know, really turn it out for the finale after that Lucha Libre look last week. But by God, we got the gayest hamburger outfit. Like, <laughs> like the gay hamburger is coming to get you, girl. I don't know what Ru was doing or what her thoughts were but okay girl go right I ahead. called this out when Seth and I were on Instagram live I was like watch Rue wear another face kini and this bitch showed up looking like sparkly Zorro I told y'all <laughs> and then there was the eyeball look where she t- switched into a different face kini <laughs> and oh yeah was that like- was trippy yeah, it reminded me. I was like, now, now we're getting like meat wad from like Aqua Teen hung- <laughs> Hunger Force, like, <laughs> like some weird oh, eyeball shit. I love it, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So RuPaul was looking like I don't know, <laughs> like, she was, like, like she was about to steal something. It's just crazy to me because RuPaul's been doing drag for so long. Like she can't do her makeup anymore. Is that the issue? Like. It's really sad to me if that's the case. <laughs> Who knows? I, I don't mean, know. Maybe she was getting some work done during quarantine. Ooh, maybe that <laughs> Botox is a little too hot. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. So moving on, uh, we get to see a montage of former guest judges, including Rachel Bloom's large breasts. Yo, she had some melons. Yeah, I was like, where was were those? <laughs> I know. I feel like like they weren't that giant on the show, but maybe she wasn't um, pregnant then or as pregnant. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. 
Because she'd referenced like she'd had a, her um, baby like six weeks prior to that um, video. So she's probably like, you know how moms, like new moms, are like super engorged. TMI, yeah. sorry, y'all. <laughs> I think like all of her baby weight were in her breasts because <laughs> everything else looked fine. <laughs> Get to work, child. Yeah. Oh my God. So uh, enough talk about breasts. Um <laughs> <laughs> Then Rue has her virtual Tic Tac luncheon with the top three. And we start with uh, Crystal Method. And, you know, we got to see a nice message from her parents and her abuela. Yeah, I thought that was so cute. It's always fun to see the families pop up. And um, we know that um, Crystal's dad is having some health problems right now. So it's good to see that he's still with us. And hopefully not in too much pain, but they're able to support Crystal. Yeah, I thought it was really cute to see them support Crystal and also uh, Crystal's grandma. I thought that was really fun too. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And then we got to see a nice little message from Crystal to her younger self. It was, you know, cute. (laughs) It wasn't the emotional one we usually get. Mm Mm-hmm. I like when the queens kind of mix it up. You just, um, it's all about personality too. So I wouldn't expect anything less of Crystal um, to be funny and light and bouncy like she is. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, kind of doesn't make sense for her to start like crying, I guess. I don't know. And it's also like, it's different to like when you're on stage, either on the show battling for the top or if you're mm-hmm. on like the auditorium and your whole family's there and there's a crowd like that makes true, a difference true. too that's true so from here the top 12 send a message of thanks to the essential workers by lip syncing in their bedrooms <laughs> <laughs> work it out ladies yeah aiden felt really at home <laughs> yeah aiden was like killing it tonight <laughs> yeah i know we didn't i guess we can Maybe we can just take a quick pause to talk about the, not the top three looks, the uh, other queens. I really thought Aiden brought it, girl. Like, her look was actually really, really good. No, I was impressed. Like, that makeup was on point, and the whole look from top to bottom was really great. Yeah, it was really good. I saw where Bob was, you know, telling Aiden online, like, hey, girl, like, this is awesome. But I don't know. I think Aiden, uh, I don't know. Didn't respond. She needed to give us something based off her looks this season. (laughs) That's what I saw people saying that. They're like, after a whole season of saying, look at Aiden giving us nothing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She finally turned it out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I was also really impressed with Rockham Sakura's outfit. I really liked that one and Nikki Dolls. Nikki Doll Slade. That was really cute. Um, Rockham was really fun. I loved all the colors and just the styling of it. It was great. Yeah. I Who like, else yeah. did I like? Heidi looked great too. That long, sparkly oh, yeah. dress. I like that too. Her gown. I love seeing all the queens in like their natural habitats. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, Jan, hello, Edward Scissorhands. Oh my god, yes, yeah. we can't that forget about that. That was my favorite. I love that movie. It made me want to watch it. I haven't watched it in a very long time. Yeah, I was like, once they start panning up, I saw the, the hands. I was like, bitch, no way. Like, who did this? Who is it? And then you got to the, <laughs> the face, and I was like, oh my god, it was Jan. Yes. <laughs> that was so cool. I don't think there were really any bad looks from any of the other queens in the top 12 or (laughs) 
the all 12 i guess there's not really a top 12 like yeah i thought all the queens looked good like i i love seeing their little backdrops and their you know various cities and they definitely stepped up their game for the look so i i'm happy to see it girls yes i guess we can call it the top 12 because sherry's not included so she's definitely the bottom one shady pie yeah top 12 yeah, yeah top 12 <laughs> They're in a different league than her. So (laughs) anyways, uh, back to where we were at in the finale. Uh, So we're back to the Tic Tac luncheons now, actually, with Gigi Good. And we got a lovely message from her mother who made most, if not all, of her (laughs) outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Her biggest cheerleader. It was very appropriate to see Gigi's mom pop up on the screen. And very sweet, very sweet. I'm sure, like... It had to be just as fun for the viewers. Um, It had to be more fun for her to see those looks come down because even though she's worked on them, she hasn't really got to see them in action. So I'm sure she was just in there taken back by all those looks Miss Gigi served just as much as we were. Yeah, Gigi reminds me of like that... Like that girl in your class that her mom is like bakes everything for the bake sale to like show <laughs> off everybody and be like, F you, like I have the most baked goods. Their like solar system project is the best. Yeah, because their mom just did everything. That's Gigi. <laughs> you can't see any signs of glue and you just hate that bitch. Right. Uh, it didn't <laughs> fall apart. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Gigi's mom was real cute. Then Gigi got to take a moment and speaking to her younger self. She got a, more emotional and was talking about the struggle with her father and uh, finally then being able to reconcile their relationship. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah. And then we get into Jada Essence Hall and um, we got a nice video from Jada's hot brother and dad. <laughs> <laughs> the essence, darling. Yes. Oh my God. I don't, the brother like sounded just like Jada. Like they speak so quickly. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, Yeah, so that was cute, that message. And then Jada, uh, of course, then gives a message to her younger self and, again, gets really emotional. And she talked more about um, kind of loving yourself as much as you give your love to others. And I like that message a lot because that's something that I sort of have to tell myself, too. So I related to Jada in that manner. That's right. You got to take care of you if you want to take care of anyone else. Yes. So then we see a funny video about social distancing from Heidi in closet, including her showing us how to wash her your hands, uh, you know, <laughs> to her, fuck you, fuck you, little speech. That was cute. This is just the kookiest flight attendant you ever have seen. Yeah, good for Heidi getting her own little spinoff for the reunion. <laughs> She sort of got to redeem herself from her one queen show here. For real. That and like you can just tell like everyone loves Heidi. Yeah. Everyone loves Heidi. Um, It was so funny. Like uh, she's showing us like, you know, about how to speak to people from six feet away um, and breaking (laughs) in her new pair of shoes. (laughs) was so funny. Uh, We can't get enough. Yes. Uh, So then we finally arrive to the first lip sync. Um, So here the girls are doing a close-up lip sync to RuPaul's song, Bring Back My Girls. 
I love this because this is a song that you can play with facially. And um, Crystal, it was just a little harder because her makeup was a little crazier. And that's not to say it was bad. But I mean, if you know you're going to do a close up lip sync, that's something to think about. Make sure that we can see you're like emoting. Gigi was just there, in my opinion, for this one. Jada was stealing the show. She was moving backwards and forwards and giving you smiles and giving you dagger smiles. And it was just great. Miss Jada served. Yeah, I I really like Jada's. I thought I actually thought Gigi did a pretty good job. I thought like it seemed like she was trying to like or she was actually like doing a good job of lip syncing to that song and kind of giving us like some animations to her face mm. versus just like lip syncing. But, um, I don't know, Crystal, I, it was hard for me to see how good she was doing just because of the makeup. Right. I mean, uh, the way that Jada and Gigi paint, it's just so much easier to see their lips moving. And I mean, with you get a little bit of the bitchy eye with those two, you know, the way they paint is <laughs> a little yes. sleepy eye almost, but they were, you know, really good with the lip syncs. Um, Crystal didn't do bad at all. Of course, no, just, no. I think the other two, I think Gigi did a little bit better than of course, Jada better than Gigi. Yeah. So I thought that was really good uh, to me. I think Gigi won the first lip sync or I'm sorry, Jada won the first lip sync. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. Uh Uh-oh, I agree. I mean, Gigi didn't do bad. Jada just popped more. Your eye went to Jada. Yeah, I think for me it was was close, but I do think Jada probably did better. Yeah, agree. I like how there's categories too. Like I, so far productions really thought about how this virtual finale is going to go and we get like, they really thought about it for us. So this is exciting as viewers. Yeah, it really is. They did a good job of like using the stay at home you know, to the advantage of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at this point we will go ahead and take just a quick break. We're kind of like about halfway through the podcast, I hope. So um, we will be back after the quick break with more talk about the finale. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming right now. We're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Honest Tea Spill of the Week. I want to apologize we had such a long break, but I was just posting important information about Black Lives Matter. Good job, Queen. Yes, good job. <laughs> and you guys should all be doing that too. So here's your directive. Yes, if you're not in the position to donate, you know, it doesn't take much to, to retweet or share a good article or update. Yes. All right, you guys, let's get back into the finale. Before we continue further, I wanted to start where we left off and talk about the looks from the top three queens that they wore to the finale. I was really impressed with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and and really really impressed with Jada's look like a lot. <laughs> Jada slayed like that looks so good. All of the queens came to play with their looks. Um, they really 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 outdid themselves again. I think that the queens, knowing they had to do this from home, it was more of an opportunity to you know go that extra mile for themselves and the viewers. Like make this an event. And that's what they did with these looks. Yeah, and that's the one thing I was telling Jamal I really liked about this top three they're just 
all three of them are unique in their own way and they're all really good. So it just, it's hard to, you know, we're like basically splitting hairs at this point Mm -hmm. because they all did (laughs) such a good job. Yeah, really they did. Uh, Gigi, you know, sucked up a little bit to RuPaul by copying one of her outfits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of annoying. <laughs> it made sense for Gigi, so I'm like, whatever, girl. Do do what makes you happy. <laughs> I know. Um, and then, yeah, Crystal was looking like some crazy, like, anime character or, like, alien of some sort. Yeah, Crystal's so fun. Like, you just never know what you're going to get from her. It's a surprise every time. Yeah, what was the, like, I was trying to think, what was the deal with the pinata thing? Like, what look was that from? Because that was just crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah, her pinata look. I was like, this is kind of, like, basic. It's just a pinata. But I'm like, what? This is Crystal being weird. Like, she's a human (laughs) pinata. It's not basic. (laughs) Yeah. They had, like, a few different, like, looks, the queens. So, like, maybe it was just, like, a different segment of the show. Like, they all had maybe, like, three total looks. There's this... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, there's this video game called Viva Pinata that, like, moved <laughs> around. Like, it's a pinata oh, no. that moves around just like that. Like, it was a donkey pinata. So, I'm wondering if that was the inspiration. <laughs> oh. It might be. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, Crystal, or she just gave us so many, like, weird looks all in one episode. Yeah. She definitely let us have it with the looks. <laughs> yeah. It's clear they kind of uh, used some clips from the reunion because some of the girls were in those outfits still. They recorded a couple different times for this finale. So you can tell there were some outfit changes. Yeah. So then uh, moving on, we get into a really beautiful, beautiful tribute to Jacqueline Wilson, longtime producer and black woman. Yeah. Just this... highlighting that. Let's just let that marinate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good, good idea. Marinate. So just to show, you know, they showed a lot of like touching moments from some of the queens that she had worked with. She had been there since season two. Very accomplished woman and style icon. Yeah, it was very sweet seeing everybody remember Jacqueline, um, especially Bob and Monet. Like, <clears throat> we're used to just seeing them be all goofy. We've talked about Bob on We're Here and getting to see some of his softer side, but this just really, like, touched me because you can tell this is somebody that's going to be missed, somebody that made an impact on the show and all these queens' lives. Yeah, I, I was really glad that they did this. I had heard about her before, I think whenever she actually passed or something, but it just, it made me really sad because you could tell like based off what everyone was saying, she loved her job and she loved what she did. And I don't know, they're really going to miss her there because she seemed like she was so passionate about, you know, being with the Queens and fashion and all that. So it's really sad. Mm hmm. Yeah, if if I remember correctly, they did show just like a quick um they like dedicated like a an episode to her and I think she passed away while All Stars was airing, I wanna say. Uh. I can't remember if it was All Stars or Season Eleven, but they did show just like a brief like in memory of Jacqueline Wilson. But um yeah, and I'd heard Bob and Monet talk about her before on their podcast mm-hmm. and um just getting to hear those two talk again about her was really emotional and i also really liked the um when adora was talking about it because you know we all know adora she's kind of lives a wild life um and i think that it's cute that jacqueline was sort of like trying to you know like mom her and be like are you okay like you know check up on her throughout the the years after the show 
Yeah, I thought that was very sweet. Um, Medora is one of my favorites. And yes, Medora is very much a roller coaster. So <laughs> it's very nice to see that, you know, someone like Jacqueline was looking out for Adora. Right. So that was a beautiful moment we got in the show. Uh, so then the season 12 girls perform a reworked political version of Sissy That Walk to encourage people to vote. This is necessary now more than ever. Yes, I like this about Drag Race. There's always that plug to go and vote. Listeners, if you haven't, please do. Yes, remember to register to vote too because you have to do that before you can vote. So don't wait until it's too late, girl. (laughs) Definitely inquire about mail-in ballots. Yes, definitely. So then uh, we get into the solo performances Crystal does her solo performance in a birdtastic version of Nelly Furtado's I'm Like a Bird. Holy shit. I was such a Nelly Furtado like fan when she was hot on the scene. I still go back and listen to some of her tracks, but this video, oh my God. <laughs> Could you imagine if this puppet show came to your school? Like, holy shit. <laughs> oh Do you my... think RuPaul just saw it and was like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Probably, especially after a certain part. Uh, Crystal was giving us so many what the fuck moments this episode, <laughs> but when she like... I don't know if it was like vomited or fed the other bird. I lost it. Like it I both. legit lost it. It was both. That's how the mama birds feed their, their young. That's how they feed. I thought I was watching Leslie Jones's like, she was live tweeting it. And when that happened, she's like, Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. Oh my God. It caught me uh, off guard. I was like, Ooh, I was like, okay, girl clutched my pearls. It was like a moment. It was. And then after this, I was like, how <laughs> is anyone going to top this performance? This is so epic. <laughs> right? Starting off strong. Starting off strong. But then we move into Gigi Good. And she performed Aha's song, Take On Me, from the 80s. Yes. My mom was texting me. She's like, oh, my gosh, this is my song. And Gigi did such a good job. How creative. Like, this was really fucking cool. Yeah. I I love that she did this and recreated the video or you know did a I guess a version of the video but I don't know I just thought it was so cool like she definitely had the product the best production value out of the three queens or the two other queens and we saw kind of like in the b-roll when the queens are getting ready like they were explaining how all the queens received tools to make the final performance look the same the final lip sync there was a clip in there where Gigi was drawing so that bitch drew all of that set yeah they made that and it's a big piece so that was not easy (laughs) yeah that took some time definitely um yeah Gigi, i liked her performance overall i don't know that i necessarily like her like spastic lip sync style per se but her face is always like right for a fashion icon i thought her wig was questionable for this performance (laughs) (laughs) the wig would be maybe the only thing i would tweak but overall the creative concept was pretty solid i agree with you on this pastasticness yeah i mean yeah i don't know i don't want to get to it was okay it was just i'm just like again like okay love the song (laughs) Yeah, good song, good performance overall. And then next we get into Jada, Essence Hall, and she performs Sierra's song, Get Up. I really like the song. I used to listen to Sierra pretty regularly. Um, I still go back to the song every once in a while if I'm working out. 
um miss jada worked it out she was just in her living room she gave you a full routine though like she looked like she was ready to go on tour yeah she did a really good job and you know she she had explained earlier like in the episode like her apartment is very small so like it was i thought she did a great job of like making it into like a full-blown like music video and like it didn't (laughs) feel like you were just in the you know the same room yeah so right she did a really good job and she's obviously very good at um, doing the performance stuff. So she, I don't know. She did really good. This was like the big hit and step up to if there are any um, (laughs) romantic movie dancing film enjoyers out there. (laughs) Yeah. I I liked it a lot. Um, Her production value was not like quite the same, like as far as like pushing the concept, but what she did give us was an excellent dance. Like you almost, you didn't even really need all the pomp and circumstances because she just was like performed the hell out of that song. Right. And we're all in quarantine. So everyone has to work with what (laughs) they have. That's true. Not all of us have mobs that make our outfits and backdrops. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you cannot hold it against them for sure. So, um, so then we move on. Uh, Ruse uh, has stated earlier in the episode that she will be making the decision to eliminate one and then two will continue on after this lip sync. Uh, and she has made the decision that no one actually was surprised by because Rude doesn't like making decisions and <laughs> all of the girls get to move on. Uh, we thought that maybe we needed a filler for Shady Pie. So we kind of expected them all to go through. Yeah. I don't know. I was hoping she would eliminate one, but like, whatever. I mean, we got a good last lip sync, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, that's fine. I figured it was going to be a top three because I'm just like, whatever. This is what Rue does. It's always twisted and doesn't make sense. Yes. It's always dark sided. <laughs> yeah. Then we get to find out who is going to be Miss Congeniality. Nina West is back and looking beautiful and you get to see her having a nice little funny scene with Dolly Parton. I thought that was so fun. Nina is just one of the like most animated people and you're just immediately sucked in and entertained. So the segment was really cute and fun and Auntie Dolly came to play as well. I thought she was so sassy and fun. That is a drag queen, y'all. Dolly. Yes. Dolly was like done up like (laughs) more than usual in this in this scene that she had yeah and i loved her rainbow guitar too that was fun yeah i bet trixie's quaking like how long do you think till we get (laughs) one like that from trixie (laughs) oh not long at all i give it maybe two weeks yeah she's already working on it (laughs) (laughs) um so then we crown miss congeniality and you know west tells us that in no surprise miss congeniality is heidi in closet yay so sweet i'm so happy she won well deserved well deserved she was my fave from the beginning whenever we were doing like the draft and everything i was immediately in love with heidi so yes yes i love to see heidi getting the money of course and she deserves it and she's just a great queen so that was that was nice she is good well-rounded person so then we cut to season 11 winner, Evie Oddly, in her finale dress. And she turns uh, that look into a sock monster <laughs> sort of look. 
Yeah. See, I wasn't sure at first, but then I was like, oh, she's like a sock monkey or a sock monkey mother or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved this like little thing that she put together, how she was like, oh, I have these like nasty sweatpants. I need to put you on know. my good sweatpants. Yeah. So she like sewed it together. It was just, it was a funny video. <laughs> it's so Evie too. Like it's, it was so fun and Evie's going to serve you the drama and a look as well. So good job girl <laughs> yeah i couldn't tell i thought it was gonna be toilet paper at first because you know with the whole coronavirus thing but i think it was socks oh yeah i'm pretty sure it was socks yeah i think so but i love this segment because it really made me remember how much i loved evie oddly last season of uh 11 and i was like uh she's just such a great like winner so i loved seeing her yeah evie was really really fun to watch on her season i love the, this part about the finales um, when the old queens come back to pass over the crown, like iconic moments, Jinx Monsoon, Aquaria. I mean, hello. Uh, I just love those moments. Yeah, definitely. It, it's nice to see her. I just love the winners of the show because they're also like awesome in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So then we get to the final lip sync and the queens are lip syncing to destiny's child survivor yes queen we're spending money for these music rights aren't we (laughs) yes beyonce said sure maybe they're royalty free it's been so long now Ooh, maybe (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) probably not blue ivy Um, won't allow it no definitely not but as soon as the song kicked in i was like oh great jada's winning (laughs) (laughs) well it is definitely set up the style of the song is set up more for jada but you know the drag race queens you don't know what you're gonna get in that lip sync catalog so you kind of are trained to be prepared for whatever and try to put your little stamp on it with that being said jada definitely stood out she had a reveal it looked like some ivy park um i'm jumping out of a plane parachute (laughs) jumpsuit and then she was a superhero it was just so fierce but all the queens came to play like you know jada was giving you more of the energy but they were all doing their best i think yeah i jada i thought obviously slammed out of the park she did really well gg i liked her concept the whole dorothy thing like i thought it was really cool how she had the red slippers and then the yellow brick road was like underneath her dress. Like that was cool. I just didn't really connect with like her lip sync. And I just thought like the look didn't really go with the song. Like it just, to me, it was just kind of a disconnect. Hmm. Um, And then with crystal, I don't know. Like I love crystal to death. I just don't think she's like the greatest, like in that, like performing in that way, I guess, or like in a lip sync, you know what I mean? Like she's more of your like comedy queen and like, really good looks and she's just a funny personality entertainer yeah it's kind of hard to be the comedy queen while you're lip syncing this song Gigi was sort of like white girl to step in throughout this one <laughs> uh <laughs> i was like she's try girl but I, I i will speak more towards liking her concept because dorothy yeah. is definitely survivor in the story of the wizard of oz yes but um i like it a lot it's a color yeah mm-hmm and she actually posted a really great photo on her Instagram of her as Dorothy. And then in the shadows, you see like the Wicked Witch and stuff like that. So they sort of like recreated like the Wicked cover, basically. Oh, that's cool. I like that. While meanwhile, Crystal looked like an evil character that you would find on like the Candyland board game. 
right <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> i mean crystal's look was great i think just the song wasn't suited for her yeah um she didn't do bad or anything like that but no no so then after weeks and weeks of torture we finally find out that the winner of rupaul's drag race season 12 is jada essence hall yes go team that's my girl (laughs) (laughs) i mean you love to see it girl the last uh two and a half winners were black women or black men as women (laughs) yes congratulations queen so excited for jada to take the crown she really earned it yeah she she did she did such a good job i know that like i there were times in the competition where i was like she's just really solid and she really wasn't getting like the wins but like she really came on towards the end and like it's hard to argue with like her makeup skills and she just knows how to do drag like yeah she knows like her body and she can she just has so many like glam pieces it's amazing like i want to see her live so bad yeah and i mean her final look my god like her face just looks so gorgeous with that bright ass orange on that skin like she showed up to win right she did and uh, i mean you can see you know even to speak more about her makeup like they did the close-up performances and i'm like girl those lines were crisp yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> so um also that's like real rude to make the drag queens do that close of a of a <laughs> <laughs> lifting but that's neither here nor there um but yeah you better have them good ring lights <laughs> that's right girl um and so you know it was really cute because you got to see sort of like the virtual crown c- going from evie to jada yes. and she left us with some really good uh parting advice that if you can't love yourself Look over there. I love it. That's we're we're ready to buy Jada merch. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So I guess with that, we will go ahead and transition into the wrapping up our fantasy league for this season. So Stony, take it away. Yes. So here we are at the end. All season <laughs> long, we made fun of Jamal for being in last place. <laughs> Talk about but, it. However. This episode, obviously Jada won, so Jamal got basically like 60 points, I believe, or 40 points. Do you know Um, how many points you gave Jamal? (laughs) um, I can't see what... I already totaled it up, so I'm not on that page, sorry. You can't look at the Um, tab? I think you said it was 75 points in the past. I'm messing with them. Okay, just... To ensure fairness, ah. <laughs> Jamal got 80 points for winning the sh- show. Jada yes. won the show. And then okay. he also got 40 points because Heidi and Closet won Miss Congeniality. Yes, Queen. Oh, yeah. Double whammy. So coming obviously in first place is Jamal at 450 points this yes. season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you hear my wig <laughs> flapping in the wind? So <laughs> do you <yes>. hear mine? <laughs> lovely third alternate (laughs) let me just hair flip on (laughs) y'all so jamal has definitely won the season i came in second place with 325 limping into second place with (laughs) gg um and then seth is in last just shortly behind at 295 okay well you know maybe you guys will see me in all stars your lovely third alternate this time, but <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> I'm coming in hot with Shea Coulee for All Stars, so you guys better watch out. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, I'm just hoping on All Stars 5 and on Canada Drag Race, there's no uh, queens that get canceled before the <laughs> show starts. Cross, girl. <laughs> India could get canceled for sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, but, she's um, on my team. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, it's been another fun season with you all. We've made it through. I don't even know how many seasons we've done at this point, but it's been a lot. (laughs) We started planning during like All Stars 2, maybe. We started recording All Stars 3. So we started we started before All Stars 2 because we were All Stars 2 was our first season. So however many seasons have been from All Stars 2 and on, that's what we've done. Ooh, I don't know. Look at all. All the episodes are posted. Go listen to all of them. Yeah, yes. <laughs> definitely. Um, we, we've had a good time with you guys. So there was no episode of We're Here this week. So we won't be here with you on Thursday. Uh, so stay tuned. That episode airs next week. And with that episode, we will pair the Canada's Drag Race Fantasy League uh, draft. Yeah, so exciting. Another chance to take these queens' edges and the crown. Before we like sign off though i just want to ask like what did you guys think of the season in total like did you is it one of the better seasons one of the like middle tier or like bottom tier i think that it's not the top but it's not like towards the bottom by any means i still think that the queens were really good i'm gonna say top half because despite what was going on with you know the sherry pie situation we have to pay attention to the other talent in the room and the Queens really showed up and they came and, you know, did very well in the challenges and on the show this season. I enjoyed it. So I think it was really good. Yeah. I think for me, definitely kind of what Jamal said, I don't know that it's my favorite season, but I think it's definitely like top third for sure. There's definitely better than a lot of other seasons, but, and there, and there are a lot, lots of talented Queens on the show. Um, the 12 Queens that were on the show were all talented. Well, maybe Aiden. <laughs> Aiden. Aiden turned it out. Aiden's included. No, Aiden's included. Um, top we 12 always, <laughs> We always have our queen that just has a little catching up to do. It's okay. She'll have her post-drag race glow up. Yeah. yeah well, she, she kind of already has. So it's not about winning the battle, but I think she's won the war. So, <laughs> you know, you props go. to Aiden. Yeah, yeah. She did good. I agree with you guys, though. I think it's like I'm, I kind of feel the same way. Kind of a top third type season. Mm-hmm. definitely i think that jada will be a good queen that everyone remembers and uh, a really strong top three this year also yes i can't wait to get out like and see these girls live it's gonna be a great time yes after quarantine we're coming for you queens that's right listeners thank you for tuning in please rate us five stars and anywhere you listen um tell your friends about us and again Stay safe and healthy wherever you are with COVID and, you know, with all the Black Lives Matter rallies. If you need anyone to talk to, tfcpod at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. Yes, we'll be back next week with All Stars 5. So get ready, everyone. Make sure all of your uh, edges are glued down. Uh, Until then, we will be signing off for Season 12. Bye. 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 Look over there.